Welcome back to Cinema Architects, where three future architects sit down to draft an awesome movie plot. Welcome to Cinema Architects, everybody. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. I'm Nate. And uh, today we're taking a good deep dive into a wholly original IP. Oh. Uh, and we're going to make a brand new movie about, that's right, our friend, Al. Al. Pause, pause, no, pause for applause, because people will be <laughs> applauding. That's right. <laughs> Please applause. Al. Good old Al. Something I drew when I was in second grade and continued to draw in middle school until I realized, I don't know why I'm doing this. But I brought the books in for these guys to look at, and uh, they were thoroughly impressed by the artistic liberties I've taken and the fantastic writing skills I employed even at you know a fifth grade reading level. Yes, it was foretold that you made those comics for the express purpose of making an episode on this podcast I, today. I, it was foretold. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Yeah, I mean it will be. It will be at the end of this. That's right. It's okay. We'll make we'll make a great movie. Everybody will hate it, and then we'll come back, <laughs> retcon everything. We'll put, and we'll make put a the emperor movie. laughing at the end of the next one, even though he has nothing to do with this franchise. There we go. Perfect. Uh, um. Anyways, yeah. So I don't know how you guys want to go about doing it. We can take. Well, how about you? How about you give us a quick summary of the concept of Al and perhaps his friend the crocodile. So it all started in second grade, Mrs. Cosba's classroom. I was sitting there. Uh, I don't know, pretzel cross-legged style on the floor. Some people say Indian foot style, but I don't use that term because I'm a loving American like all people should be. Crisscross pretzel style. That's the way. Um, So I'm sitting there and we were watching some old janky VHS tape, you know, slatted into the TV because the teacher's tired out or something. Was it on a cart? It was on a cart. Oh. It was a mobile TV on a cart with one of those little ratchet straps. Holding the TV in place just in case one of us got a little too, you know, elbow happy around the cart. And, uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't think I remember seeing any ratchet straps at mine at all. I think. Wow. I you think, must have had some fancy yeah, no ass kidding. school. No kidding. I mean, we were just freewheeling it the whole time, man. If, if you know, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Darwinism at work. <laughs> but, uh, I think by uh, advantage of my name being A, I was in the front, too, of this oh. congregation of people. I know, right. I don't know. It was about the living desert. We were learning about climates or something like that. Actually, I'll be honest. I don't know what we were learning about. I just knew the movie was on the living desert. And it was like a documentary. And it was like really old National Geographic. Like production value was nice for the time. But, you know, it's one of those like, please adjust the tracking on your VHS to get the optimal quality and sound from your VHS tape. And wow. Clearly, nobody had done that, so it's just like, you know, everything's fuzzy and buzzy. Auto track? No, we had a really old VHS player where she would, like, really gingerly put it in there because it was known to eat tapes and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which I kept in mind because it's like, does anyone want to bring a movie in for show and tell for the Christmas party? And I'm like, I don't because I don't want it to get yeah, eaten. Yeah, like, uh, uh, no, no, thank you. You know, so, yeah, but, yeah, so it was this old one, but, and it was really loud, too. Like, you could just hear the hum of the VHS. <laughs> as the movie's playing or whatever. <laughs> and especially if you rewound it, it just sounded really loud. But um, anyway, we were watching it and it's just like the majesty of the living desert and there were like all these cool things. They're like, there's snakes, there's fox, there's this, there's cacti, there's these and that. And I don't know why. I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if there was a a tour guide who would like show people around the living desert and then like they would be amazed at everything they were seeing while he was kind of constantly being, you know... Uh, 
bested by the environment and the animals there within. So oh, like, okay. you know, like, oh, look at this wonderful flowering plant. And he'd get too close to like, you know, admire it. And like a little poking needle would snap him in the eye. And yeah. like, you know. like a reverse uh, Steve Irwin or something? Yeah, reverse Steve Irwin. That's really what it is. Because he was very prominent at the time, the crocodile hunter, I believe. Mm. Uh, he was, I think that was when his ratings were at peak. Because I remember it was Valentine's Day and I had the crocodile hunter themed Valentine's Day cards, even though I never watched that show. I never watched that show. I might still have a few of those cards though somewhere. Oh, please. Where it's like, oh, you take a bite out of me, Valentine. And it's like him holding the crocodile open or whatever, you know, Steve Irwin shenanigans. I love this so much. <laughs> Can we? No, no, no. Red, retcon. We're not doing a movie about Al anymore. We're doing a <laughs> Steve Irwin. <laughs> I mean, he was real it, sensitive to the Irwin estate. <laughs> that's right. Spe- that's what we'll do. Specifically about Valentine's Day <laughs> oh my <and> Steve Irwin. <laughs> I mean, that's that was the uh, the genesis for a lot of it. Was I mean, granted. I think when I really early wrote him too, he even had the Irwin accent, you know, like "Good day, mate" and whatnot, oh, Australian okay. and whatnot. But he lost that after a while because, as a second grader, you don't really know how to write the prose of an Australian <laughs> accent, so it just gets to be just a lot. Have of, him say "Good day" every other. Line yes, no, literally, I'm sure that's what it was. It was just awful, and so I made a bunch of books in my spare time, and I thought it was super cool because like I had a collection of books, and it was like. A narrative and a story. I'm using air quotations right now because it was very loosely all tied together into something. There wasn't really mm-hmm. a plot. It was uh, like you had commented off mic of like the Roadrunner and the Coyote. You know, it's like here's the thing and here's the anti thing. And, you know, the anti thing always bests the thing or oh, whatever. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that was basically the genesis of it. And then I slowly added a bunch of characters to it like officer steve police officer who loves to get out of actually doing any real police work oh that's why he's watching csi in the comic. <laughs> yep yep or when he calls in batman with the thing but an actual bat flies down to his hand <laughs> instead of batman um but yeah he stuff. He, he like he'll get chicken out he'll chicken out you know if like it looks too serious or whatever you know he'll flex his authority and, and means when he doesn't have to uh, there was Bob the bus driver who was like just this insane bus driver where you were lucky to get to your destination because he would just like take awful awful turns and twists and jumps and stuff that you wouldn't do with the bus there was the crocodile was the antithesis to al i don't know if i don't even know if there was a crocodile in the stupid living desert thing i don't know if they're at all a part of that region they're probably not it's a desert i don't know what a crocodile is doing in a desert but maybe there's yeah. some something funny you can do with that <coughs> it's fine yeah and then uh he had a brother eventually named pal because ah. i was very creative <laughs> And um, so Al's from yeah. the desert. <laughs> Mark, you're so clever. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> so Al's from the desert and Pal is from the jungle. The jungle. Different, uh, different regions. Yes. yes. And Al is a tour guide and Pal is like a big game hunter. Al is unsuccessful even though he tries really hard. And Pal is unsuccessful even though he kind of just like fails his way into things. But it just works out anyway. Oh, okay. He fails up. They both love to eat. They both love to eat, apparently, as as I was looking through the book. I was like, yeah, they do eat like a lot of cheeseburgers. A lot of cheeseburgers. There's a lot of cheeseburgers. A lot of donuts. I think I had a big (laughs) Scooby-Doo affection. Uh, I'm going to guess that's what it was. Mm. But uh, Because Scooby-Doo is life. (laughs) That's that's true, it was. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. There was never really a big narrative per se, other than the things I just mentioned. Just like, oh, I almost forgot. There's also a raccoon that shows up in every one of them, just to tell the audience that he has rabies before being like Kennyized, like they just off him, <laughs> and then he shows up in the next one anyway and, and informs everyone he has. That's all he ever yes. says. Rabies. He's usually a cameo character. He has no significant arc. Of Rabies raccoon. Sounds like he'll need his own spinoff. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. That's right. Much like Scratch from Ice Age. That happened? Is that his name? Scratch? Scrat. Scrat, yeah. The, the rat, his, that's right. The squirrel rat. He got a spin. Is well, he had TV like... Show? Scrat's Meltdown like, or like Shorts or whatever. different shorts. Yeah. You know. Scrat's ah, Adventure, right, Scrat's right. Halloween. Right. You know. Exactly. Like Shrek's yeah. Halloween. Right. Shrek-tober. shrek Shrek-tober. Shrek-tober. Shrektoberfest. Shrek is life. <laughs> Shrek is love. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so we're making a movie. We're making on a movie Al on Al. And all of his different his tertiary characters. So I think before we go into this, I think we all need to agree that this movie panders to no one. I mean, to, <laughs> to, to, no, to one? no one? No, 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 no. The thing is we need to do is we need to make it so obvious that we're like introducing new characters that like everybody would be <laughs> waiting for, but nobody knows who this is. You mean like with every introduction of a new character, they bust down the door and they say, Somebody miss me, and the camera goes like towards them and everything. Right. And there's swell of dramatic music. Right. There's like a minute there just waiting for like the audience to just like cheer. Acknowledge like it's so and so. Who is that? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, what I find kind of funny is as I'm reading through it, like everyone that he's related to or meets or whatever happens to also have a tertiary like villain. Like Pal has the cougar. Al has the crocodile. His farmer uncle has like this fox or whatever. Like, oh, I don't wow. know why, but they all have like They all have a their wily coyote. Yeah, from from yes. a young age, young Nathan knew that life was a thing of dualities. That's right. Yin and yang. That's right. It's like John Mulaney explained in his stand-up. Like, you were worried about anvils falling on your head and pianos and stuff. Like, you thought that was going to be a big deal in your life. Yeah, you did, yeah. Always thought quicksand would be a much more persistent <laughs> right. problem than it's it gonna, is. It could kill you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess the idea of it would be just kind of an animated affair, probably. What I proposed while you were in the bathroom before, while Austin and I were talking, was oh, yes. we make this a gritty reboot. Gritty reboot. Gritty reboot? All right, I'm on board. All yes. a Dark Knight, the crocodile is CGI or something. Okay. Okay. Al has a bunch of scars. Um, yes. The villain he's dealing he did. with is He not... used to, but eventually he had so many scars, he was unrecognizable to the original character. Oh, like, wow. He had his head cut off in one of them, and then like they sewed it back on, and he had eye patches. <laughs> I was a fun second grader. Let's just put it that way, okay? Nobody looked at these except for my friends. I don't think I had any parental guidance. When I, I do these. enjoy how you never explain why the crocodile is going no. after Al. He just wants to kill him. He just doesn't like him. Yeah, that's fine. Just doesn't like him. Yeah, okay. So I think at the beginning of the movie, the crocodile will be kind of the thing he's dealing with, but that the curtain will fall and it will be revealed that it's not the crocodile who's the real villain, but in fact, a ring of drug sm smugglers <laughs> dealing with black tar heroin. Oh my God. So, gritty. Right. So I think he is a tour guide, though. Yeah. But I think, like, I want to say he's an extreme tour guide. So it's like people who want the rush of, oh. like, almost dying, you know? I like, see. They, he, like, takes them out to this desert, you yeah. know? Like, Does bungee jumping stuff all the time? Like, a good day is when, like, 90% of the people come back. That's wow. a good day. 
Yeah, he's oh. like, we're gonna be like safariing this, and like, isn't it just the living like, desert? Like, well, yeah, but like, you know, right. no like, tents. Like, one of you will die on this. <laughs> like, or maybe he builds it up to be that, but then in reality, like, it's it's not that for anybody except for him because he's the only one who gets into issues. Oh yeah, that could be it. That could yeah. be it. But uh, I I think from what I remember, the only reason the crocodile doesn't like him is because he's just like, oh yeah, and here's the ferocious crocodile. Such a terrifying artifact of Mother Nature, you know, like just not giving two rats asses about the crocodile, you know. Maybe, maybe even opens the jaw and like, see, like it's not gonna Look, bite me or nothing. You know? <laughs> Chop. <laughs> so are we showing? Are we showing the origin of the crocodile's hate for Al, or are we just just not? You just, could. It could be a stupid throwaway, just little thing like that, that just he hates him instantly for no reason other than that one piece of dialogue. Is the crocodile talking in this gritty reboot? That is a good question, because in the books, he all everyone is sentient and able to speak. Right. Except I the think, fox. The I think fox he'll, fe- he'll have field felt wrong because, felt wronged in the past, because Al, uh, in his tour guiding adventures at one point, saved a litter of crocodiles from a certain death, except for the one crocodile there, because he didn't see him because he was in the back of the den. And so now he's like, that motherfucker never saw me. And so he's harbored this deep hatred for him for the rest of his life. I'm trying to lean into the gritty aspect here. No, I know. I, I, I like that. that. <laughs> because every, all of those crocodiles were falling into a vat of radioactive material. <sighs> there you go. And so they're all just regular crocodiles except him. He gained sentience when he went into that radioactive material. Maybe the crocodiles were all about to be poached and like just cut up and sold as shoes on the black market or whatever mm-hmm. that you do with, with crocodiles. I and just I just want him to gain sentience. Oh, he he will have Oh, yes. Oh, okay, a reason for the sentience. And maybe he becomes an, an, anthropomorphic. He did. It was weird. He wasn't originally, but he did. In We're, the, right. In oh, really? I, I guess I only saw the point in the story in Al and the Crocodile number eight. When, <laughs> number eight. <laughs> where uh, the crocodile was standing on two legs for most of the comic. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he was. But yes. like when I drew him in second grade, he was a normal oh, okay. crocodile. Oh. Well, he changed to be anthropomorphic. I yeah. Referring this shit up. <laughs> He's going to be a furry. Excuse me. If it's a crocodile, he's a scaly. Oh, he's a scaly. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Because he's going to be. Please check DeviantArt for all your fetish corner He's going to be ripped. This crocodile is going to be like. So is it like, like Killer Croc? He man style. Yeah. Oh, this is Killer Croc. It's yeah. Yeah. Killer Croc. There you go. It's good. Yep. This just became a Batman. Batman appeared in one of my books. He did. Yeah. That's just true. He'll get very confused <laughs> if and when he hey, does pop up you, in this movie. Nate, could you, for, for our audience, uh, list. The amount of cameos that you <laughs> every cameo that you have in these books, please. Uh, yes, I can. Um, let's see. James Bond appears at one point and, and dies. And dies. <laughs> um, Batman shows up at one point for uh-huh. literally one panel. Ooh, uh, nice. Santa shows up again yes. for one panel as yes, well. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, the raccoon makes an appearance in every one of these. Uh, he meets Al Capone, even though Al Capone yep. passed away, you know, like in the 40s or whatever. God rest his soul. Complete different era. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that's where he's at. But you know, what? maybe you know what? Maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, he, King Kong, 
by proxy oh, exists. Yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. really meet each other, but he's like there in the background. <laughs> like, oh, it's another day in New York City. Yeah, I'm in New York. Yeah. <laughs> that, what was the line? Like, oh no, the clock that that giant monkey is holding says 1015. I'm late or something. Yeah, like he doesn't even right, acknowledge yeah. what's happened. Yeah. I don't know. Upon further reflection of this and after finally getting into BoJack Horseman, I feel like there's some weird similarities there. Do you like, like Bojack Horseman? I do now. Oh, I yeah. didn't earlier, and I'm I'm finally like, oh, okay, I get it now. But at first, I was like, yeah, this is really pretentious and stupid. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like it now. But it's just the weird how like there are humans and animals that all are anthropomorphic and yeah. talk, and like everyone's just okay with it, and there's really no explanation. That's the beauty of it is that they yeah. never, it's, there's never like there was an act or there's something crazy in this. It's like no, this is just how it is. Like there are people, and then there are bird people, and they play to and against the quirks of every animal type. So like he's dating like this owl, and he's like, I was talking to Janet. Who? You know, Janet. Who? Oh, that's right. I forgot you were in a coma. Um, you know, like she <laughs> can't remember stuff. <laughs> but, gosh it's a good bit but yeah um i don't know i mean but if you're going the gritty reboot right that, that that's why i'm fun. saying we i don't think we can have that much fun if it's a gritty reboot stuff i i want it i want to have well yeah but i want to have one amper well every every antagonist is an anthropomorphic animal Right. Okay. But like they're the only anthropomorphic animals. And they are all ripped and mostly shirtless. Yes. <laughs> Correct. What if crazy plot twist? They're actually aliens from another planet that crash land, and that's why they all are anthropomorphic and talking. Because nothing else makes sense otherwise. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure or you can have <laughs> whatever mutant ooze a la teenage mutant ninja turtles fall on top of them. I don't know. Like, what? That's a well, weird thing. Well, that's what I said. I radioactive said, yeah, waste. Radioactive, radioactive waste. waste. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do. Oh, oh. People Doc. are polluting on the land. People are dumping stuff. Oh, I was saying that because he didn't save these animals or whatever. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, that's right. Because he exists he by proxy. Exists. I forgot. Yeah, that's another case. Was taking all these animals and, and doing Al, experiments on them. Al saved everyone except the crocodile. And then he did experiments on the crocodile. Crocodile got ripped. Yep. Killed Doctor yep. Frankenstein. Uh, you yeah. can have a, you can have escapes. Yeah. Just escape if you want to keep. Because okay. if we're trying to keep a cavalade of cameos, okay, we'll we'll, we'll keep Doctor Frankenstein. Okay, okay. Stein. So we're on board. Tour guide I, Frankenstein. In the, it's Frankenstein. 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 Frankenstein exists adjacent to the living desert, like on some creepy old hill or something, uh-huh. picturesque castle in the distance, and then the rest of the living desert. And Al is like this extreme, like bear grills. We're going to take tour guides out here, but you're going to die, and you can drink your own urine, and you're going to love it, because that's what you <laughs> yep. paid all this money for. Yep. Okay. I am now completely on board with everything Perfect. that's about to happen. Good. Perfect. Good. Great. Let's Perfect. go. Let's go full Sweet. bore. So we got the origin of that. That's right. Yes. So, so he probably has a tour guide with him that's going to be our main cast of characters. Who do we want on the tour guide, guys? Who do you want to see On go- the tour. The, the, the people on the tour. The people saying. on the tour. Yes. Okay, so we have a James Bond-esque character. Maybe not exactly Do you want James the legit Bond. cameos, or do you want people like that? Oh, you're thinking... Okay, you're thinking, like, these. This, the tour guide is more, like, they're, they're the main characters, and then the cameos are everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. What were you thinking? 
You want James I Bond to come on the like adventure? It. No, I don't know. You guys. wanted James Bond to be the main character of this Al and the Crocodile no. adventure? No! <laughs> God. Uh, Mr. Craig, we'd like you to uh, make a quick cameo for this film, please. <laughs> please. Uh, please. We'll be in it for said, about an hour. <laughs> did, you, did you just see that he is the longest... Uh, oh, yeah. Longest serving James serving Bond. James Bond by, by, by time only, though. He hasn't done the most amount of films. Right. Oh, okay. But by time-wise, from 2006 to 2019, yeah, he's Who's the longest. Who's done the most films? Uh, Roger Moore has oh, okay. done seven films. And technically, Sean Connery has done seven with heavy air quotes because one of those films is Never Say Never Again and it's an unofficial movie. Because Kevin McClory also owned the rights to one book, and so he produced that only one book into his own separate James Bond movie. Long story short, in 1983, two different James Bond movies with two different James Bond actors released at the same time. Which is hilarious. But isn't one like a, a farce? Uh, James no, Bond. that in 67, there was a, oh. another movie called oh Casino Royale, which is a complete spoof and a horrible movie, if you ask me. Um, that features the character of James Bond because I guess Ian Fleming sold the rights of Casino Royale specifically separate from the rest of the James Bond franchise, which is why Casino Royale, as we know it, didn't exist until 2006 because they finally got the rights back to do it. Oh my God! Holy shit! Yeah, they couldn't do it otherwise. Oh, that's so that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Daniel Craig will get five movies. That's not yep. bad. Which is good because he's doing another one. It, then? It, it, yeah, yeah. He is officially doing another one oh. because Spectre was. It was. It was. It was. Spectre was. Spectre was. I will say one thing. Yes. Opening scene. Opening scene's fantastic. fantastic. Opening scene is amazing. That's what I will say. <laughs> and it's it's shot it's shot it's shot nice. It's pretty. It's yeah, a pretty it's, movie. It's a pretty movie. It's a very it's, very it's a pretty, pretty movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely not Skyfall or Casino Royale. Mm. But like I don't think that's necessarily Craig's issue. No, 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 no. It's not him. But yeah, I'm excited for the new one because the director is the guy who did uh True Detective season one, oh, wow. so, which um, by all accounts is a good, good oh, piece yeah. of media. Yes, it is. Yeah. To, so anyway. Dan- Daniel Craig shows so up I, in this movie. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he makes a cameo. But our cast of characters on the tour, I'm assuming, will be bus driver Bob. Could yeah, I mean he he can drive the tour bus for all we know. Oh yeah, it does. Oh maybe yeah, maybe he's not necessarily a bus driver because he literally drives a school bus, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. in my in my but book. He, but maybe he's but he works at the same place with Al. He's so the like Jeep driver. We're gonna drive out to site and then we're gonna host camp over here and like there'll be no tents or whatever. We're gonna go make our own food. We're gonna do this. It's gonna be awesome. You can drink your own urine. You're gonna love it. He always adds that at the end of like oh, everything. Yeah, you drink your own urine. You're, you're gonna you're love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so so definitely when we when we introduce Bob, this is gonna be one of those moments where it's like, oh, what bus driver Bob is in this movie? Because <laughs> like, yep, yep, he, he pulls up and he's like close my, close my, zoom on his face yep, or whatever. Yeah, my, and like, my driver Robert. <laughs> like, yes. So okay, we have Make the sure the movie has like very faint like audience. Woo! Yeah, yep. the rest of the regular audience is in Oh, he's someone right. important, I guess. <laughs> okay, like, exactly. okay. So they're inclined to applaud themselves. Character. Exactly. And he's probably like just driving in like is the bus driver he should be here any second now and like you just see like the silhouette of the car in the distance just huge smoke plumes going cuz he's just cruising. And it cuts back and forth between that and like like the you know that foot going on the gas yep, yep. and then pack and grabbing then the customized stick shift with like a skull on it or something he's, tacky yes, like yep. that, you know. <laughs> And like some super 80s song is playing in the in the record player or the whatever. I yes. 
Yes. Okay. I'm all on board with that. <laughs> and he's wearing a bandana and sunglasses. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. All right. So we have our driver. Um, <laughs> I would I would surmise you get some rich snobby people oh, coming on this. Yeah, At least gotta, one. No, we gotta do the whole thing like uh Gilligan's Island. That's the cast of characters oh, that that's we great. need. <laughs> okay, so we need like a college professor, probably someone who studies biology. Yep. So okay. that works. Yeah. Um, do we have one of his students come along? Or do we pick other okay, hang on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Do we have like an ex military guy who's like, this is gonna be awesome? Like, drink my own urine. Yeah, yeah, drink, drink my, my own urine. urine. Yep, yes. yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're gonna drink your own urine. <laughs> <laughs> the, only guy, the only guy who cheers for that, like in this group of five people, like, yay, you know, in the background. <laughs> yes. And then, yep, then we have a rich couple. Yep, we have, we have the rich couple of like, we're finally going to see the living desert up and personal. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, like they, they're, they're old. They're yeah. Just like, we just want to feel something again. Oh, God. <laughs> Our marriage is in shambles. We need to feel anything. Economy's not doing very well. Margaret hit our last sum of money out in the desert she did. <laughs> Gonna go dig it up now. Sounds a little less posh than I was thinking. <laughs> She's posh, he isn't. There we go. <laughs> Married into a great sum of money, I did. Yes! <laughs> yes! Used to be out there sweeping streets. Now look at me. He's just a curmudgeon. F. Roberts. I just like you. Just so great. He's the guy on the tour where like you get to like. Okay, this is like the really really rare fauna. Now don't touch it because it doesn't do well with human oily skin. And he's like, you know, he's rubbing his hands all over it and like you know, ripping parts of it out and like snipping it and like just just a just a complete curmudgeon. Just an ass. Um. Does Al's uncle is Al's uncle one of the he could be. I say yes. In the book, he's a farmer, so maybe he's going on vacation because his nephew got him a good in on it. Yeah. Uh, he he probably got it for free. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. a family discount. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did I hear the, the rich couple, did I hear a discount? And she's like, no, no discount. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So that's our... Wait, 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 wait. We need... Sufficient? We need the the student, the... Oh, do we do we want to? I think do we want a student? Gilligan's Island, yeah. Cadre. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. we have the biology professor and then his student probably coming with as well. Yeah, and she is. I don't know. She's just a book smart person. I don't know. Probably. Is she like the normal person to like you know center everything? I think on? she's the straight that would man. Probably make she's sense. the straight yeah. man in this. Yeah, like the only one with a logical thinking brain on her shoulders. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Perfect. Thank, all right. I think that's everybody. I like that. Yeah. And, then, and then of course all the. Assorted cameos that we've right, discussed. Right. Yeah, and we don't need eye candy on this. No eye candy. That's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, how about this? Like right this before. This is my gritty reboot. I'm the executive okay, fine. I need some TNA. Fine. Well, we'll take we'll take a page from Bay. Right before, like they're waiting for the bus driver, quote unquote, to get in. They're like, "Is that our driver?" And it's like a literal knockoff Megan Fox bending over, fixing like the engine or whatever, and like uh, shot straight out of Transformers two. <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, that's that's not <laughs> ours." And then like in the distance, like we get the you know the highway <laughs> and like the smoke's coming up or whatever. 
perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's just like. Yeah. I want there to be speakers on the front of the bus. Oh, there are. There mm-hmm. are. There totally are, and they're probably duct taped up there because they have no <laughs> no actual reason being on a car like and that. And they're they're like always on, so like they never. They're, they're see... staticky and crackly because well, they're so they, old. They never see actual animals because they're all scared because they're scaring yes. them off with this music. <laughs> That's why they only come across the anthropomorphic ones because they're sentient enough to not get scared off. Right. <laughs> I like this. So somehow they get to the jungle, I'm guessing, after after a while. We can, or we can just or keep them in the living desert. For, save right, for the save sequel. for the sequel. Save for the sequel. You guys got to know what to bite off here, you know? Right, right. I would like it if like we gave like an agency to the film of like we're going to be out here for 3 days or something. Like what is what is the vacation package that they bought? The time limit that we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Or better yet, do we get there and the bus is now kaput because Bob probably did something and now they have to escape and survive together for real. Right, they were going on a 3-hour tour but then the bus broke down. <laughs> and now it's 3 and days. Now it's they're stuck on an Island Oasis. <laughs> I don't know why this became a Gilligan's It literally became thing. Gilligan's no, Island. Why did you make a Gilligan's Island? Because we talked about it and that's just how it flowed. Okay. Picture picture like Yellowstone and picture like every time like there's that large crossing of bison coming across the street and that guy that comes to take like a photo, you know, like the, all the horrible things that could happen with that. That was kind of the antithesis. For oh you. shit! This is coming. This is going into vacation. Territory. Yes, this is okay. this is your vacation opportunity. It, it is. It is. This is where we get all the fun shenanigans, like someone like you know passing out of old age and on the ride over there, and then strapping her corpse to the roof, <laughs> to of, the the roof of the vehicle. So, guys, I'll, I'll be honest. This isn't as gritty as I thought it would be. <laughs> Please, God, forgive my husband. He knows not. He knows not. Oh. That's great. Gosh. Okay, yeah, this is good. So are we going gritty or are we going fun? We could do both. This is the first gritty, funny movie. I think they've tried that before with more than one Stallone movie, and Ooh, it good hasn't call. quite worked. <laughs> good call. This, this one Doesn't won't mean work. mean we can't make it work for ourselves. That's a one work. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> so if they get out to the living desert area and imagine the ant anthropomorphic animals come across all of them so uh, animals i thought this was just the crocodile oh do you want it to be just the crocodile i think it's just the crocodile what about the raccoon that always has to inform oh, people oh yeah i mean then and the raccoon the of raccoon course. yeah yeah they both have the same body type right i think we don't ex- <laughs> we don't explain the raccoon no no I, d- I didn't when i wrote it you <laughs> should do it here i have rabies <laughs> that's all he does <laughs> It's like a 30-second fight scene. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this thing? Fighting with that raccoon. With I have rabies. rabies. I have rabies. Hi, how are you? I have rabies. I have rabies. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we was just dealing with crocodiles. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Margaret, it's a diseased cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so, wait. I think the, the crocodile also has, because in your books you have a lot of robots, so I think the crocodile also has an oh, army of robots. Maybe maybe when he breaks out of Frankenstein's lair, he takes a few with or whatever, because he's, he's super, he's hyper-intelligent now, right, to where right. he, can, he can do that. Right. So, ooh, okay. So, they get, they get stuck out in this desert. They come across Dr. Frankenstein's lab. 
Okay. They go in because they're like, we need water and stuff. They whatever. And <laughs> Anybody home? Yeah, Frankenstein's there. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Very like Universal-esque Dr. Frankenstein overacting, like with the little lamp and everything. Right. You know, <laughs> Igor comes up. Like literally ripped from the 1930s in this movie. Yep, yep, exactly. Oh, oh, it turns black and white. The the film <gasps> turns black and white as when they go in the frame in yeah. into his lair. <laughs> Alternatively, he's the only thing that's black and white and everyone else, <laughs> everyone else is still in color. color. <laughs> <laughs> and like, ooh, can his like aura around him also change everything oh black and white? Gosh. So it's just like a the little tw- spot that he's walking yeah. in is black and white no matter what. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because when you see him, like he's in shadow. So, like, all you see are like the darks and the whites of like him in shadow. And then it's just like they all walk in. They're like, well, hang on, uh, Dr. Frank, can you come on this, come here. And like he, he steps forward and still black and white, steps back, still black and white. <laughs> right, right. In, right. out, light, dark, light, dark. And like, no matter what, it's black and white. Like, uh, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Right. <laughs> And, and they're so, walking in, and it's like all these creepy like oh, yeah. animals and things on the wall, and like potential experiments. Whatever. And he's like, you'll have to forgive Igor. He's a terrible. Uh, uh, who's what's the name, profession of stuffing animals? Uh, taxidermist. Tax, he's a terrible yes. taxidermist. You know, that's right. You got the meme cat that looks like a monkey that's doing the like, what's going on? Have you seen that little thing? It looks like a cat monkey. It's all white oh, with fur. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh. that's there. Oh, that's oh, in there. Oh, what? No. It's like sitting on a chair. That's in there because you know cameos. Oh, it's sitting on a chair. No, I like that. Sure. I like and while that. you're at it, you've got the fox that's like sitting there pensively with its eyes all crazy and its yep. fur all mottled. Yep. And... and the deer that has a, a butt face or whatever. Like it's a deer's butt, but it, they put eyes and oh my a gosh, mouth on yeah. it. Just all the memes, <laughs> literally all of them, and then they go, they go in, and it goes dun 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 dun, and we realize it's a cat playing the organ. Yes, <laughs> dun, dun dun dun. Margaret, that diseased cat has followed us here. <laughs> okay, so they go in there. He explains that the some crocodile left, and he took all his robots or whatever. So we get a little bit of. Little bit of backstory. We get there. the exposition. We out get the, of the exposition way for what's out of the way and whatever. And like, okay. And he's like, Al, you have to defeat him. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would think that Dr. Frankenstein is just like lying through his teeth the whole time of just like, have you have you folks come across any any uh crocodiles by chance? Crocodiles in the living desert. <laughs> you know, just like uh you know, just just one. You know, may have been walking around, craw- crawling, crawling around, you know, like just constantly tiptoeing around. Like, also, have you lost a crocodile? No, I've not misplaced any crocodiles. <laughs> okay. Also, can every time they talk about the desert, they have to say the living desert? The living desert. There's a little like, bring, like every time they say And we, we cut to like a landscape and just a little flower going and just growing every time they say like, the living desert. That's like a fucking Monty Python. Bit. Yes, this is this is not a gritty reboot anymore. This is gritty. We're off the gritty reboot train. We're, we're off the grid. We're off the grid. We've departed at the oh. station and we've gotten onto a different train. That oh is the gosh. Mel Brooks farce. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So he just. He's lying through his teeth, I guess. But then Al figures it out, and I think Al's like. He's, wait, no, no, because the crocodile in your books, he just like kind of shows up and like yeah. tries to defeat Al. So it's not the other way around. Yeah, no, they just, just don't like each other. Right. But maybe, 
do they come across him beforehand? When they're like, I think on so. their way to the, the Frankenstein, yeah, place? they probably yeah. do. So like, so then, so then you get the person that's like, yeah, we saw a crocodile, and I was like, shut up, yeah, like, don't, 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 don't say anything, don't say anything. These are weird people. They've got the meme cats sitting over there. Didn't you see the meme cats in the corner? Close up. Just silent close-up exactly. this meme taxidermy oh cat monkey thing. And then it just gets weirder and weirder until they're like, oh, we got to go. Like, we're, oh, You need shelter, though. No, no, no. no, no this is no, no this shelter. Is you're going to drink your own urine. You're going to love it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so then they get, they get out of the lair. And they, they go back to Bob, who I'm assuming is still working on the car. It's like, yep. And he's like, nothing. It's, it's nothing. nothing. We're, 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 we're so screwed. <laughs> we're done here. That's the only F bomb of this movie, too, which is why it's <laughs> rated right, PG, PG 13. Oh, no. One, it, gets one one R. R. it gets one F. Okay. Yeah, you PG get one 13 F. gets one F. Okay. There it is. <laughs> We got it out of the way. Remember in the X-Men movie where the, the only time they have the F-bomb is when they go up to Wolverine? Go fuck yourselves. It's like, oh, that's the F-bomb. Yep. Bye, movie. Yep. <laughs> no more Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that's yep. great. That's right. I would imagine when they come across the crocodile a second time, it's probably the biologist and the student that figure out that it's a sentient crocodile. Yes. Yes. And maybe it's exhibiting like stupidly obvious sentience because like they watch it like crawl around on four legs and all of a sudden like it does the one two and then just stands up like a human being <laughs> and starts walking. And then like the, the rich couple like, Margaret, I do believe this crocodile is walking around on two legs. <laughs> and, and the professor like takes a whole night going through his books or whatever. Guys, I figured it out. He's sentient. <laughs> This is a sentient no, anthropomorphic no, no. crocodile. He's like, guys, I stayed up late last night with my thesis student here, and we have concurred that we have come across a living, breathing dinosaur sentient crocodile. Sentient crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, we found a dinosaur. <laughs> he's so excited. So what do any of these tussles with the crocodile look like? If he's a killer croc-looking motherfucker and he's anthropomorphic and has I'd imagine, big much like the issue when camping with bears, is you leave your food out and the hungry animal comes by to find the food. Mm. So maybe they have a cooler and the coolers open up and the crocodile like kind of jimmies its way up there. And then maybe the military guy is like on him in two seconds. Like, I got it. I got it. Oh, thank God. Like, this is the best tour ever. And everyone else is just like watching in silence like, oh my God, this guy's a psycho, you know, and just like going, you know, wrestling around with it or whatever and... Maybe the first time, like, it doesn't speak or super overtly display any sentience per se. Oh, and then, but then he eyes Al and flashback. Oh, yep. That's where we get that. That's where we get the, you never saved me. You never saved me, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And then we get the, no. (laughs) (laughs) He takes out his bazooka. That's right. I drew him with a bazooka. Not that that's his trademark weapon, but I remember drawing him with a bazooka. He takes out his bazooka. It's a callback that all the fans will appreciate. (laughs) He takes out his bazooka, aims it at Al, and he's like, oh my god. (laughs) And jumps out of the way, of course, right as it's coming, whizzing by, blows up the car. So there's just no pieces of it. No possible way that it can get fixed anymore. Oh (laughs) my gosh. And then he then he run then he scurries away. 
to to hatch his plan. <laughs> and then Al has to like calm the group, like, okay, like there's a bigger issue here. We may be extending our survival time. And if you drink more of your urine, you're gonna love it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then yeah, he has to kind of rally everybody together, and maybe like they start to like go Lord of the Flies or Predator esque, where like they're covering themselves in mud, making little like stick forts with sharp sticks and stuff, because uh-huh. like. It's getting serious. Or maybe just the military guy is doing that and everyone else is like, chill out. Like <laughs> we still have all the cool coolers of food and whatnot. And you know and That's how the sequence goes. It's like lacing up boots and like putting mud on the face and everything, but you can't quite see like who exactly is doing yeah. each action and then it just cut, cut cuts out to him doing all those things and everyone's like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Isn't Al's uncle on this trip, too? Yeah, Al's uncle's on this trip. Forgot about that. Yeah, so the fox has to show up, too. The fox. And what does the fox say? <laughs> that's a, that's another cameo. That's, that's a, another that's cameo? A, well, not a cameo. That's just it's when the fox another shows reference. up. When the fox shows up, we... <laughs> Robbie's like, great, another meme movie. Love memes. <laughs> Very good memes. No, about how about we've got his uncle there, and his uncle is like trying to calm Al because Al's just like, nothing is going right. Like everything, like there's your character development of the emotional tie. Like it's okay. Like sometimes like things don't work out right, but you know, like you can work through this. You always have. Like I'm, I'm here for you or whatever. And then all of a sudden, as he say, says, I'm here for you, it's just like. Uh, someone calls his uncle like, hey, have you seen the, the blah, blah, blah? I'm coming. You know, he, just, he leaves <laughs> leaves right away. Um, but yeah, he could do something like that. If you wanted any any kind of emotional arc to any of this. Emotional Because yeah, well, I yeah. always thought, even when I was drawing it, like, what a shitty, like, why would you even wake up if you're that character? If you're literally the guy who wakes up to slip on a banana peel. Like, what a depressing <laughs> life. True. The, col- the constant fuck up. Like right. you never can do anything right. Which maybe so then they have, they have tussles throughout the movie, you know, with the robots. Daniel Craig makes an appearance. He's like, I, <laughs> I he shoots a couple robots and he's like, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, the silencer, silencer of course. Yeah. Um, he, he just like he just shows up and he just and he's like full tuxedo, full, full tuxedo. black tuxedo. Because he's like, have you guys heard of Quantum of Solace? And it's because, because it's because it's a hallucination because someone hasn't been eating properly oh, for no yeah. reason. Oh, okay, That's fun. all right, for no reason whatsoever. And then the next cameo would be like when they're just like, oh my god, I can't believe we've been out here for three days. Like our rations are running low. Like. Ah, uh, like I wish I hadn't been so extreme on you guys. Someone should have brought a cell phone. I should have brought a cell phone. I, I really messed this up, guys. I'm so sorry. You know. And then also the military guy. But we're not running out of urine. They don't like everyone else. Just like what the hell? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like the the rich guy's like, well, actually, I brought my cell phone, even though Margaret told me not to. You know. He's like, oh my God, give me that. You know. And like, uh, I'll call for help, whatever, and like you know, rings, and all of a sudden, like we don't, we just see like the phone ringing, a close up of the phone, and the hand grab the phone because we don't know who it is yet. And like, Hello, and like, what? Oh no, this is Santa Claus. Oh, I'm terribly, terribly sorry, and just like hangs up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that was all the battery we had. No, you mean nine one one. This is nine one two. 
to borrow that Simpsons joke. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, so I think that they tussle though for a couple of times, and then Al's just finally like, "I'm sick of this." We are going after this crocodile. We're taking the war We're to him. Taking it down. This is where the gritty part comes in. Okay. <laughs> Robbie's Light, like, finally. Lighting shifts. Uh, you get a, like a constant close like, up on the shift. eyes. Oh yes, orange. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. No, not sepia. Sepia tone. Well, it's not a western. I mean, he's kind of like he's going after him because he's he's been wrong. Is he gathering a posse while he's at it? He has a. It posse. is a posse. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now it's a western. <laughs> but a, Clint Eastwood but, makes a cameo. But, but a gritty, a gritty, a gritty western. 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 <laughs> yes, like Logan. But yes, uh, think of Clint Eastwood <laughs> does make a cameo. He just he he makes he, he comes onto the set and he says, "I'm a racist," and then he leaves. <laughs> I was no no. I was thinking that he would come on well, the I'm set and start that. talking to an empty chair. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> they're in a layer, and they're like, "Guys, I don't think Clint Eastwood can help us. In fact, I think someone needs to help Clint Eastwood because <laughs> he's just talking to a chair the whole time." I think he's been out here for too long. <laughs> Lawn. But he's just, Lawn. Yeah. He's, he's just like out he's in the middle of quotes nowhere. from his movie. Yeah. He's like in the middle of nowhere and they just leave him there. Fist, They're like, uh, Yeah, they run into him. They're like, guys, like this is beyond us. This, like, this, no. All all in favor of leaving him, like everyone raises their hand. <laughs> leave him. <laughs> just gargling. This gravelly voice. Uh, Guys, it's been like two hours. Clint Eastwood isn't, isn't even making any words anymore. He's just <laughs> growling gravelly. Yeah, maybe they take him with for a little while, but like he's just like literally like just looking all over the place, just growling at everything, <laughs> squinting at every, every other thing. <laughs> they use him as a human shield. <laughs> Clint, it's it's 10 p.m. The lights are very low. You don't need to squint anymore. <laughs> Oh, oh no! They're they're not squinting. They're closed. He's asleep now. <laughs> oh, good. But he's still growling. Man, yeah. Man. Well, he <laughs> holds a lot of tension in his eyes, man. I can't tell that they're just closed. Looks like he's just glaring at everything. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love to be a part of this movie once Yo, he finds gosh. out what we have in the store. I love the crocodile. Yeah, sure, I'll give that movie a shot. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! So they so they get to the crocodile's lair because they find it. Somehow. Oh, for sure, somehow. Um, the crocodile has juiced somehow and has gotten twice as big. <laughs> do you do you want to? And I'm normally never the arbiter of this, but what what does this lair look like, Austin? Welcome to Design Corner, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We find ourselves in a corner yet again. Guys, I only brought we are this up. All cinema architects. Yeah, we're architects. We're architects. <laughs> we like designing, okay? Okay, Robs. So the layers. <laughs> The only reason I brought this up is because I figured he'd be like slowly stealing things from the Frankenstein castle because that's mm-hmm. the only spot you're going to get resources this yep. quickly because <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine his sentience is pretty new still. So the meme cat is in there. 
somewhere. <laughs> that's the only thing that's out of place is that stupid meme cat, like with the hands up. Can we? Maybe it's a first, shrine. Who the knows? First, first scene, it's just Al shooting that meme cat, just like I'm done. <laughs> Oh, he gets freaked out and just like unloads and like you just like see like the smoldering meme cat with bullet holes like, take it easy there, buddy. And that's the military guy telling Al to take, take it, it easy. easy. <laughs> okay, so the meme cat is there. Um, I'm guessing it's a cave. It's probably a cave. <laughs> yeah, I'd think so. Yeah, maybe he's got some makeshift like Star Trek-y steel doors, you know, sliding open doors mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. Yep, but it's yep, probably yep, yep. a cave. I would imagine it's... Probably pretty big too to fit all the random stuff that he magically. Right, has I mean, there's there's a tank room. There's there's a there's a a, a spaceship room. I think. I was think. The other one. I think there's a robot like prototype display room, and it goes Ooh, from like the original yeah. and like built up, yeah. built up. And then yep. like number four is just like a Dalek, and then like number five <laughs> is just another improvement on the yeah. original robot. Yes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it's probably very industrial. Probably a lot of exposed steel and stuff mm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of joists. Just right. Yeah. So it like it starts out cave like, yep. you know, and then you but get then you can tell more and more in it, and then it gets yep. more and more steel. Looks more warehousey, concrete, yeah, chrome everywhere. Yeah. And he has like a prisoner's quarters, and there's like a cage, and like, then my God, he has Clint Eastwood. Then it's <laughs> <laughs> he's frothing at the mouth. <laughs> then, but 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 then they get to the end, and there's just there's a display wall with just like all of the um, weapons that he has used in your. Books. That's right, because I drew that uh, panel, yeah. so we have to call back exactly. To it. exactly all of the weapons, just like in your book. But then there's a reception desk in front of it with a reception robot. <laughs> Like, I would think it'd be. I help you? I would think it'd be funnier if it wasn't a reception robot, but a person. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, yes, how did you find yes. somebody and hire somebody this quickly for this random remote location? But yes. she's totally normal. Yep. Yes, I like that. And she's, she, yeah, she's from the Midwest. Like, how can I help you? No, no, it's a he. Oh, it's, it's a he. A he? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I like we're that. Going to be not sexist. That's about fair. This. That's fair. Okay. But he's still okay. going to be Midwestern yeah. because <laughs> it's funny. Oh, how you doing over there? How's it going? How's it going? Hey, my name is William H Macy. How you doing? Hey, I got some leftover. You folks hungry? I got some leftover hot dish. How how you how you doing? It's yeah, it's Bill Macy. It is actually like his character from Fargo. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Want a complimentary ice scraper? (laughs) We're in a living desert, are we not, Margaret? Sure, take three. He's got a bomber hat on. Just for no reason. We're in the desert, but he's got a bomber hat. Sure, yeah. And, and the the student is just like, am I the only one that recognizes how absolutely insane it is that we're standing where we are talking to who we are? <laughs> yes. Well, no, it's not that insane at all. I mean, if you really think about it, you need administration for a building of this size. It's quite logical, actually. Look, this place isn't going to run itself. You think a crocodile could just do this all by himself? Can just <laughs> can both. Build the robots all the time and manage the day-to-day <laughs> operations, including overhead costs? I don't think so. <laughs> Margaret, why don't we invest in all these robotics? I don't get it. <laughs> oh. All right. So is there anything else architecturally significant about his lair? No. <laughs> There's probably a ton of skylights everywhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> Probably a lot of natural daylighting. Yeah. Almost reminiscent of you know, I thought there was like light. a waterfall on like a big pond. Oh. Yes, no, we're adding that. There's a wa- there's yeah. a waterfall and like a little pond that maybe there's piranhas in the pond or something oh, stupidly yeah. evil like that. Instead of like koi fish. But it's <laughs> like but it's swampy for the crocodile. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's reminiscent of home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the cave on the backside, like if you follow the little like stream out, it would lead to like a more swamp area. In okay, the back. sorry, I'm not done with the design. So they get to his room because the reception. Sorry, let us out. No, no, because the receptionist tells them like where he's at. Like, oh, his quarters are over there. So they get to his quarters, but it's like a throne room, right? And you, at the end is another pool. It's another pool of just like swamp things, and he just he rises up. <laughs> From the, the, the bottom. It is you who has been mistaken about a great <laughs> many things. <laughs> he just gets up and he's just like, I've been waiting for oh, you. <laughs> you, Al, are a skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> now you must die. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think oh, no, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm we we escaped. Yeah. We added the throne room. Yep. Um, but he does get up, and that's the throne room scene for this movie. Uh cool. Robots yep. come out, start shooting. Actually, things. yeah, that should this should probably be the final showdown. Yeah. Because then at this point, if you were to be the victor of this little battle, I would imagine that the crocodile has like, oh look, a bus, like you know, or a vehicle of some sort. Sure. In oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in my book, right. he has a hangar and he has a ship. Right. Oh, I don't think the crocodile dies. I don't think. I don't, I don't think the crocodile dies in this one. No, no, he will. No, no it's like the. I'll get it's you much next too time, Spider Man. Right. right, and so there. Spider Man. Spider Man. So they're they're fighting, and in the, all of this chaos. All of a sudden, Batman comes in and he's fighting too, and they're like, "What? What? What, what is?" Yeah, he this? flies in from to the side of the <laughs> right. frame or something in one of the shots, and it's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I've been trailing him for years. <laughs> oh wait, this isn't Killer Croc, and then he just zoops out again. But he'll come back. Exactly. And so then we get we get the end. Wait, there's like there's an emotional bit where he's just like, "You didn't save me," and Al's just like, "I didn't know." I'm sorry. You're that crocodile from all those years ago. It's not easy constantly messing everything up. I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. It seems that it finally has affected somebody else. I'm I'm sorry. And he's just like, and he takes a couple minutes. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they go at it. And Al leaves. <laughs> Call me dad. <laughs> Ala Han Solo. Han Solo, Force Awakens. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, God damn it. Uh, so, so they fight. They get away. Does, does someone? Do, yeah, I want to say two people in the group die because every one person. The rich, dies the rich, time. the rich guy. Yeah, maybe exactly. the wife makes a. I'm so sorry. I tried to do everything I could, but really, you have all the don't, money. Don't, don't, don't forget to activate the clone when you get old, Margaret. <laughs> Don't forget the clone. <laughs> we spent good time on that for a reason. <laughs> I know it won't be cro- quite the same, <laughs> but I know you'll always be thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay. Perfect. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Perfect. Okay. So they, they Who else should die? Or, or just, are we just... Are we just at least one other person. Okay. Do you want the military guy or do you want... Oh, I think the, oh, military. the military. It's guy, definitely yeah. the military guy. He's just stupidly into it and just like got weight. Oh, we do a, we do a <laughs> Holy Grails thing where he gets his arm chopped off and he's like, I've still got it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And he just... Everything is chopped, chopped up. <laughs> But I would I like it to be like stupidly you. gruesome too. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah, just yeah. Like for sure. Blood everywhere, <laughs> yeah. just bleeding. This profusely. is now R. This is now, yes. now God. Oh yeah, that's right. Now when in we've abandoned our PG thirteen. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny if the the biology teacher passed away or whatever, because then like as he's dying or whatever, like the, the student is like, does this mean I get an A? <laughs> <laughs> it's not there to grade it. Did you give me the password to the grade system? I feel like I've earned it. Oh my gosh! But then they would defeat the crocodile and get well, one of the vehicles. Kind of defeat him. I think they just like Al's just like he's too powerful, <laughs> and they they. they I think he grabs a bazooka off the wall and shoots it at at the crocodile. Yeah, and then the place starts collapsing. Yes, exactly. Yes, but the croc just just like unfazed, just just goes like through the smoke of the bazooka. And he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like that knight from Last Crusade. He's just like, well, the place is collapsing. Thanks for all coming in here and ruining everything by taking the grail and going past the seal that I told you not to cross. (laughs) And then I think he. There there has to be a scene of like everything collapsed and like they're getting out in like whatever fucking boat or helicopter or whatever it is. I can almost reach it. I can almost reach it. (laughs) Al. Al. Let it, Let, go. It go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, and the rock his hat. down around him. His hat, because he always oh, wears the hat. The hat, oh, yes. the hat falls off. Because he that's like his one of his weird quirks, is like he doesn't oh, yeah. think he's Al anybody without the hat. Yep. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. That's the, that's the but then he doesn't let it go, and he's like, oh, well, I guess he didn't have to let it go. And then, like, it's <laughs> so right. supposed to be a moment of character growth for you, but that's fine. <laughs> but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yes, he right. says that. He actually says that. And so they, they get away. The croc, he has an opportunity to slash, like, the tires and stuff, but he doesn't. Like, he just, like, he gives them the opportunity to leave. Because as we find out as they drive off in the stinger that he put a tracking device on it. Oh, no. I was thinking because of that moment where he and Al had. He's just like. He's like, I didn't mean it. Like, he didn't mean it. Like, I keep messing up on everything. He's like, I'll let you have this one. But next time. Or maybe maybe to add a little more weight and a reason for this character that we put in the movie who so far hasn't done much, the the uncle probably bargains on Al's behalf. Like I know he's a, he's a screw up, but like he's trying. Like you have to see that he's trying. Like right. He brought all these people out here because he cares. Like it wasn't you know it's not for a paycheck. He likes doing this. You know. Right. And then the crocodile's just like, go. <laughs> oh, this is like Beauty Leave. and the Beast now. This crocodile, in the, cor- in the course of this Al and the Crocodile franchise, is going to end up being the Vegeta of this whole thing. Yeah, from like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like he starts out as like the like vicious villain, but then eventually, by you get to the time you get to the third or fourth movie, he's like a main member of like the primary cast. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly, because they're bigger fish to fry. Exactly. Sentient fish. Sentient fish sentient are the evil ones. Sentient, the... Ex- incredibly buff fish yes. to fry. Yes, yes. Because you can have all the sentient animals that you want. 
Right, right. I mean, later. In yeah, the later. Because the only one that we introduced was the crocodile, and then, like, the raccoon is the foreshadowing. Right. Because, like, it's like, I have rabies, I have rabies. Right, right. What the hell is that? Yep. Okay. So, how about we cast this wait, movie? Wait, wait. There's one stinger scene. Because, like, this is this is literally the real stinger. Like, all the credits have played, and, like, it's black, and you've been waiting for five minutes in the oh, theater. Your feet are kind of sore, because you've been sitting for so long, just, like... Okay, like is it over? Second and, stinger, and then like it's just it's just like we just get an interior shot of like the Frankenstein castle, and it's a little bit disheveled because clearly the crocodile has been like stealing and taking parts or whatever, and like maybe stuff is smoking and parts are falling down, and like Doctor Frankenstein is there standing, looking around at everything, just like ah oh, bugger, you know, like Igor, have you seen my meme cat? And then we just end it. <laughs> 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 And uh, we've got a whole lot of people to cast this time around. We made a real ensemble comedy. I love it. So, Austin, why don't you start us out? Okay, I will do that. So I cast the military guy, which I'm going to call Chet. Sure. Chet's a great military guy. Chet. Name. Chet the military guy. Um, I also cast Margaret, <laughs> who really you doesn't... cast dear Margaret. I don't, she says very little, apparently, in this movie. I don't know. I feel like she's putting up with the fact that she's even on this trip. Yeah, her she just like, why am I dragging her along? Yep, yep. Um, and she's probably on her phone for like half of it, or right. reading a book, or you know, maybe she snuck a little flask of wine or something. Right. Let's like, get me out of here. Yeah. And then I'm going to say uh, the student whose name is Sandra. Let's go with Sandra. Sandra sure. D.? Sandra D. Okay, so <laughs> Chet, I chose Sasha Baron Cohen oh, for the military guy. That's <laughs> I like that because you never know what you're getting with Sasha. Uh, no, and I believe that he needs to be just wild and out there. Yeah, so that's why I picked him because yeah. <laughs> he's going to be crazy. Um, for the student. I picked Zendaya, actually, oh, yeah. because she needs to be level-headed. But she also does, like, she's done comedy. Like, of course, I mean, it's Nick comedy, so it's, I mean, it's ne- ne- whatever. Ne- ne- but, Nick. Right, right? Nickelodeon. She was a Nickelodeon star? I think. Zendaya? Or, or was, was she a Disney, or was Disney. A Disney Channel that's, star? That's what I can't remember. Well, either way, I mean, all of those shows are comedic. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. So she can still do it, but, like, she can also play the, the straight man, you know? Yeah. That that kid from Ned's Declassified can play the meme cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We're just painting like Mike Myers from the Cat in the Hat. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Um, and then Isn't that good how how recognizable that was initially. <laughs> gosh. And then for Margaret, I chose. Helen Mirren. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. That's so awesome. She's just so good at playing like the like I'm over this kind of She is. But yes. she also like she's been in comedy. Oh yeah. And she's hilarious. Yeah. You know. She was like, in that uh that red two. Yep, yep, red and red two. Yep. 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 That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of yeah, when I no, did this. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Be really perfect. Okay, I'll go next. Um I had the pleasure of casting the crocodile. 
Um, and when we're thinking crocodile, we're thinking anthropomorphic, big, huge, and fun. Right. Yes. So I picked yes. Dave Bautista. Yes. Oh. oh, we're going practical. Yeah. Are we going practical? Ooh. I think practical would be fun with okay. it. Even yeah. if you did mocap, like you could just use his mask. Yes. Yeah, like right. you wouldn't need to do that much. <laughs> no, right. Know? Nice. So I think he'd do a great job with that. I like that, yeah. Um, and then in addition, I cast uh, the uncle of Al, who I'm going to uh, christen Sal. Sal. Oh, Sal. You know, now that you say that, that might actually be what I That's wrote. Great. Yeah. It might be. And if I want somebody who is wise and uh, charming and telling, um, but can also be pretty comedic, I think of Forrest Whitaker. Oh, oh nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that, you know. You know, basically doing the Black Panther thing almost. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Kind no. of. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that. Cool. Then you'll be in love with my last pick. Uh, and I cast the uh, the the foil to Margaret, the British dude. What's his name? Uh, I had an idea, but just tell me what was your name. What was his name? Uh, it is Jerry. I don't know. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking Harold. Harold. Just some Harold. crusty old Harold. Harold. Harry to my friends, I am. Oh and I think gosh. it'd be fun to see Jude Law play him. Really? What? Yep. I oh, guess I've just been making a makes... voice in the whole thing, so I have a, I had a Bob Hoskins picture in my head. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or that guy from uh, Indiana Jones and the the Temple or the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like Jonesy, you know that Mac. Oh character. yeah. But it makes so much more sense with why Jude Helen Mirren. Yeah. Helen Mirren would be with Jude Law, yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> but like he because... would still be doing the voice. Oh, 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 yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. So. That's why it would be it would be fun to see you know Jude Law talking like this the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I would love that. Helen Mirren just oh. being like, "What did I just do?" Yeah, she'd be like, "Yeah, get me out of this." Can you imagine Jude Law giving that ending monologue? Oh, remember the clone, Margaret. Please <laughs> remember to turn Don't it on. The clone. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect. Um, Nate, you've got the last round. I do. I, I I guess I'll go in ascending order of what I would deem important. So I'll start with the professor. Um, and this is a bit cheating because he kind of plays this role already in another thing. But like, I I just really liked him in it. I thought he was an underrated part of the movie. But I picked Tim Meadows. And before you go saying, I have no idea who that is. I should know who that is. Um, you, you'll know the face. Uh, where is it? There it is. Tim Meadows was the teacher guy from Mean Girls. Oh yes, um, Tim. I loved him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was in SNL for a while. For a while, yeah. yeah. I think, pretty sure. Yes, yes. Either way, was. very talented guy. I don't. You don't see him a lot in stuff anymore, but I think he could be good. Um, uh, mean Girls, what a qu- quintessential movie of our time. Yeah, no so kidding. So good. And then for the bus driver, I just kind of like pictured like some equally hardcore guy to like the the military guy in a sense, you know, because okay. he's very like extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two picks because one of them is a little bit more like strange, but my, uh, my strange pick is uh, Tom Hardy. The, <laughs> That'd be as fun. The, okay. As All the right. bus driver. Right. My more probably typical to being in this movie is Nick Offerman. Oh, that could work too. That could, Oh, 
Yeah. No, I, I was like, both? no, <laughs> they'd be, they'd be a very different portrayal, but equally funny. I think either can way, it, can it be both in some scenes? To recast him. <laughs> he could. Or no, no, no. Just in some scenes, it's Nick Offerman. In some scenes, it's Tom Hardy. Like, yeah, no ex- explanation. Yeah, no explanation. Like, nothing. Or you can give Nick Offerman the cameo of Santa Claus. Oh, that's better. That's okay. Better. Yep. Tom Hardy <laughs> yep. and then Nick Offerman is Santa Claus. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> like that. With his crusty Ron Ron uh, Swanson mustache, mustache as Santa Claus. <laughs> yep. No, this is the wrong this is the wrong number. You want nine one one. Good day. <laughs> that was good. Well, thank you. I've never done Nick Offerman. Um, uh, and then I guess in uh, relative more the quote unquote star of the show, relative importance. Uh, I don't know. This was really difficult because clearly I've drawn this guy a lot, and I've you know quote unquote written him. He's your baby. I he guess. Baby. And I was just like, who would? I mean, if if you were the J.K. Rowling of like you know I wrote it, who do you want to play it? I. I don't know. I just I picture to be someone comedic, but it's got to be someone who's who's likable, but yet who can be kind of swarmy and who can really portray like the just kind of you know easily. You could. See, I don't want Tom Cruise or like someone who's like that guy's a mess up. Like what? Like you know, right? Some guy. Yeah. So I, I picked uh, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, That's good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. From I, I just I love his performance in We're the Millers and he's just kind of yep. like constantly conning his way across the state. So it's like, yeah, that's yep. kind of what you want. I don't yep. know what nope, I, I like that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what I expected <laughs> either, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I like that. Oh, We're the Millers. <laughs> I don't even care. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect. We got it. I am thinking of the right guy, Jason Sudeikis. Right? Was he in the office, or am I thinking of somebody different? Ah, is he in the office? I don't know. I'll be honest. I've not seen the entirety of the office. What's, what's the guy? What's the Bluth no. guy? What's him? Bluth from Arrested Development. Bluth. The main. They're all Bluths. Oh, uh, oh! You're thinking of the guy who plays the fox from Zootopia. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Okay. No. Yep. Sudeikis is different. Sudeikis is different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. What a what a well-rounded movie we've made. <laughs> you know. I think this will kill it. My, my my prediction, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, dude, the meme cat is going to make all the money. Yep. People are going to go no, see it. No, 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 no. I'm predicting a 44%, but a 95% on the, critic, on the, on the audience, audience score. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Do you think you can license and merchandise that meme cat? You are really pining for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, does somebody own the rights to that image? <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure someone does. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um... We all had a good time here today. Oh, it was great. I, I especially did. <laughs> um, be sure to write and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to catch this fine program. Um, what's what, what else? What else? Huh? You can find us at uh, Instagram and Gmail, right? At Cinemarks. Not Karl Marx. That's Cinema RCHS. And you can get all of our, uh, or you can see that music that we have at the beginning and the end. That's from Nike Schneid. You can find his stuff at SoundCloud.com. Slash Nike Schneid. And that about wraps up end of show business. Uh, we've got a live show. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Psyched you out. <laughs> if you want a live show, please write in to demand a live show. <laughs> <laughs> For Cinema Architects, I've been Robbie. I'm, I'm Nate. See you next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.